Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations Podcast. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to this latest episode. We really appreciate all the support that we've been getting, everyone who's listening. We thank you so much. Um, We're just, you know, doing this for the glory of Elohim, for the glory of the kingdom, to help spread his message. So we pray that you continue to listen and we pray that we continue to bring so much uh, information and light to you to help your life. Um, and to just help, you know, spread the kingdom message throughout the world uh, as it is our mandate. So once again, thank you and shalom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We appreciate you so much for joining us again today uh, to listen to us talk again about the kingdom uh, mandate or kingdom perspective on many different topics and things like that. Uh as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Derek Anderson Jr. How are you doing today, Derek? Man, I'm good. Just happy to be on this podcast. Yeah, it's really good to have this podcast because, you know, as a born-again believer, you go throughout the week, you see so many things, experience so much stuff. And, you know, we both come and uh, talk to our wives uh, about the different things that happen or that we see and stuff like that. But uh, you also like to talk to or get it out to just any other random person who'd like to hear. So uh, it's great to be able to have this podcast and have this format uh, to be able to share with other people uh, the things. Because, you know, like uh, the scripture says, that everybody has in part, you know, that not everybody knows all one thing about every or not everybody knows everything. Let me say that. And uh, people can come from different perspectives, see things many different ways and stuff like that. And the way they speak and the way they uh, bring about things or say things can just help uh, the body. So I I, I hope we can find uh, other people who do kingdom uh, style podcasts and stuff like that to be able to not just podcasts, but any type of content to be able to uh, feed from them. And that's why it's so important. Here, here you go to tangent already. That's why it's really, really important to uh, make sure that you have an assembly that you're attending because, you know, it's, it's, you know, the world always says it's great to be around people who are going where you're going, supporting what you do, and are help building you up because that helps motivate you and keep you empowered uh, to go out and keep doing what you're doing. And that's the same uh, concept with the body of believers. We all believe in the same thing. We want the same thing. We're going to the same places and we all help encourage each other so that we can continue to go out uh, empowered uh, doing the kingdom mandate and stuff like that because, you know, the times where you feel like you you are just alone out here and, you know, nobody's doing what you're doing or you just see everybody, you know, is doing something separate and you just really feel like you're on your own path. Sometimes it can feel like it, it'll get to a point to where it's like, man, like I'm doing this alone. Sometimes, you know, it might start feeling like it's getting overbearing. And that's because we're uh, we were creatures made to be in. Uh, that's why only human wants us to have nations, communities. We're made to be together and come together and not have someone isolated and stuff all the time. So that's why it's important to attend uh, whatever assembly that it is you're going to be in contact with other believers uh, so that you guys can help strengthen one another. That's very true. I remember, man, and I was reminded of this recently uh, when I saw someone post about suicide and I was reading the 
girl suicide note and she was just talking about how she felt alone and felt like nobody was there for her. I'm hitting on the topic where you're saying that uh, we're not alone because we're not. And one thing that I held on to, even though I was living in rebellion a couple of, this was years ago. Um, and one thing that I remember my mom telling me was that uh, Elohim will never leave you nor forsake you. And, you know, that's also in scripture. And I felt like I was alone. I was at the point to where I was ready to commit suicide. And I was like, well, let me try. At the time I was saying, Jesus, let me try Jesus. And, and I submitted my life. And I submitted my life. And because I, it was at that point where it was like nobody could help me. I was talking to my mom, talking to my dad, talking to friends, trying to talk to my ex-girlfriend at the time. And it was like... I. Like, whatever they said, none of it mattered. Like, the only decision that seemed like it made sense at the time was to really just um, commit suicide. Um, because there was like, no way for me to deal with the depression and the pain and all that I had. But when I basically submitted my life, I, you know, many people say cry out, repent. I did that, and then I submitted my life. I said, I'm done living my life on my terms, my ways. Like, I'll submit to your will. I'll do what you want. I'm done doing things my way. Um my life changed forever. And that was another thing. After I did that, I found a page on Instagram. I think it was called Wisdom Feed. I guess we can give them a shout out. But it, um, when I was reading, it was just so encouraging to see these, you know, these words. Like, they, it wasn't like uh, reading anything in the past, like reading things that were really encouraging me. It helped me see that I had a purpose in life. And that that's another reason why I like doing the podcast. It's so great that you do what you do with Get the Word. Because I'm just like, man, like you don't understand how this could be impacting somebody's life that you don't even know. Um, so that that's one thing that I really like about doing this as well. And, and even posting videos on, on YouTube or Facebook or, or any post or anything. You, you don't realize who you are actually helping. Um, because it what we're doing is bigger than we are. It's not about us to receive, you know, that's the world that wants to receive uh, the glory and, uh, and uh, all type of achievement awards and things for what they're doing. But for us, it, we're interdependent and we work together for one vision. And it's not about, you know, Octavian. It's not about me. It's not about you or anybody else. It's about the father. And doing this here is one way um, that we as believers and as uh, citizens of the kingdom that we work together to help each other because we all have gifts. The thing is, is that we have to know our identity, know who we are in um, the body of the Messiah and be able to use our gifts to help one another because that's the purpose of them. Yeah, that's what it's about, man, um, helping other people because me and my wife was talking about this last night, actually, and we was talking about how um, amazing it is to really uh, come to find out how selfish uh, man really is. You know, and when you come into uh, being born again, it's not about you at all. I mean, when you think about that, Yeshua really left, you know, the kingdom of heaven to come here to this earth, you know, before people was, you know, getting washed in the blood and everything, to come and do what he did for us. I mean, you know, if, if Yeshua was to just be like, go to earth for what? To, for why? You know, you wouldn't even, 
you know, you could understand, but, you know, he was so selfless and he loved the father so much to where he said, if you want me to go down here into this earth and share blood for them so that they could be in a position with you, father, it's not about what I want to do. It's about what you want. And a lot of things uh, uh, where I come to, you know, because we learn every day. Uh, different things. I mean, if you're born again for real, the Holy Ghost is revealing stuff about you all the time that needs to change. And um, to a lot of these things that I've come to find out about myself, to, uh, you know, people ask me a lot of time, like, you know, is that something you want to do? Is that what you want to do? And a lot of times I'd be like, it, it don't matter what I want to do. You know, if this was about what I wanted to do, I'd still, you know, be before, doing stuff before I was born again. But when I figured out who I was, who made me, and what I was created for, um, you come in, uh, to terms and you realize that, man, this is really not about what I want to do. It's about what uh, he wants done. And then truly, when you um, walk into this, you actually start realizing that you actually love to do what you were called to do because it's what you were made to do. You know, it's not no, no hassle, no, you know, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm upset or you know, I'm bored with this life. No, you're not bored with you were literally made for this. Created specifically for this. So you love doing what you're uh what you're created to do, but yes, uh man has uh such a you know selfish uh desire about him and you know uh, it's it's so many things I've that has happened uh in my life uh throughout being born again that you know I just throw my hands up and I say father you know it it really doesn't matter what I want in this I just want to do what you want me to do you know and, and the word says that his words are a light to our path and we should uh meditate on his precepts and stuff uh all the time uh that's in Psalms 119 I believe but uh yeah it's it's his word and his desires and his will that we uh should get into us because if if we go off this whole thing based on what we want to do we're going to miss the mark every time you know what can the what can the manufacturer tell the manufacturer about you know what he's going to do i mean it don't make no sense you're completely right and i think you meant the manufacturer what can the manufacturer tell with the manufacturer but i got your point <laughs> yeah, but appreciate that, fam. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're completely right. I think scripture even says that who can make um, straight way Elohim is made crooked. And it is submitting to his will is not, some people see it as a weakness because they see it like, uh, you know, they can't make choices. They can't do that. That's why you have Satanists um, who I recently found out, you know, we've been talking a lot about humanism and humanists. That's what Satanists really are, but they feel like they can make their choices um, based off what they feel is the right decision. And that's when uh, we actually had this topic last night where truth uh, can become relative. Well, they feel like truth is whatever you want it to be, but truth is original. Whatever the father says, whatever he states, whatever comes out of his mouth, that's truth. And for anyone to say anything different, they're being... Um, a follower of Satan because he did the same thing. He wanted to be the most high. He wanted his way. Um, he wanted to do things um, a certain way. And that was against Elohim. And he opposed them. So in the scripture talks about how he is the father of lies that, you know, it's his native tongue. So anybody who tries to create their own truth saying that certain things are okay. And um, what is 
against what Elohim is saying and try to persuade people to do to others, then you're nothing but a false prophet because we know that a prophet is one who states the father's uh, the word. So if you're spreading a message that's against Elohim's word, that's considered a false prophet. And if you're going out and telling uh, other people to do the same thing, you know, scripture talks about the religious leaders who would do it. They were, you know, taking people, uh, they were making people worse off than what they were. And my whole point in saying this is just that it's not about, I even said it, what we want. It's about, you know, the father. Yeshua told the um, his parents at a young age, did you not know that would be about my father's business? Like, it wasn't about what he wanted to do at all. His Even when he was asking questions, the people were astounded. Like, how could such a, um, a young child, I think he was 12, that, you know, how, how did he um, ask these type of questions like that? They would just couldn't believe it coming from somebody so young. And even when, you know, he started his ministry, uh, I believe it was around the age of 30, uh, scripture talks about how people were just astounded at how he spoke with such authority and they were just amazed at, you know, he didn't have any training. You know, he wasn't considered a rabbi. He was a, a carpenter from, um, what would they say? The, the carpenter from Nazareth, I believe. And it was just yeah. so much that people were caught up, you know, even then caught up in titles and different things, but Yeshua's whole message was, you know, the kingdom message. He came not to do his will, but the will of the Father, the, the one who sent him. And everything that he stated came from, um, I think much of it came from the Torah. And, you know, I have a lot of people today who teach against the Torah, but my thing is, it's like Yeshua taught it. Um, and it's so much misconceptions going about because people have made truth relative. Well, in today's time, it seems better. This is just this is just an example. To, to, today, it seems better to um, live in a cohabitating um, relationship or to cohabitate. Let me say that. Um, basically, I'm saying, you know, be together in a relationship where you're not married. But that's against L's law. Because the thing about it is that... Um, when we do things like that, we're no longer living in faith because true faith is exercising the word. You believe the word and what it says and what it does. That's your faith. And if you break that word down, it means, and I know I'm going into a lot, um, to have a strong spirited life. And if you're living in a cohabitating, you know, if you're in a cohabitating relationship, then, you know, the father's not in that. What you're doing is based off of you. Cause, um, there's a scripture that says Elohim is, is with those who obey him. And he is not going to go against his own law, which is his word. All his his um his word, his sovereignty, I'm sorry, is in his word. What he says, uh, he's not like us where we lie and we say things, say something one minute, and we'll go with that, say something next minute, and go with that. Nah, that's what the word is never changing, but the world always is. And you know, many people say, well, it's easier to be in a cohabitating relationship because you know things are cheaper and stuff like that. Well, then you're not exercising your faith. You say you're a believer, but you can't be because your life is not proven by it. And that's what we are here as kingdom citizens to do, to be ambassadors, spread the, spread the truth through our lifestyle. That's what faith really is. It's a lifestyle. And it's, it's crazy how they say we in cohabitating relationships because it's it's cheaper. But if you claiming to know your show and stuff like that, it's it's just like you're not depending on the kingdom of heaven, your the government who you were sent here by at all. Like you're telling me right another person who's making what a extra five hundred to a thousand a week 
it's so beneficial that you would just sit here and, and you know just deny the kingdom what it is is just impatience people wanting stuff right then and there you know i'd rather trust what i can see in front of my face than just you know what people uh the supernatural and stuff like that is it, 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 you right it's just a lack of faith <laughs> it, it is in the the whole thing about it is that what really needs to happen is that we need like we're talking about the podcast uh you know different pages we need people to hear truth so because we know that faith comes by hearing and once you hear truth you submit to it you say okay i accept this is truth i understand it's truth and once you connect to the spirit of truth you know the holy spirit the one is to lead us and guide us the governor that lives inside of us uh i mean you accept it and live by it but what is happening a lot of times is we're filling ourselves with uh entertainment is one um another one you know we have our own wheels people just well i feel like this is the best way and then you know when a lot of people are logical in their reasoning or thinking well this makes the most sense to do this well if you look in scripture a lot of what yeshua did it wasn't logical in the sense of a carnal mind but in the spirit it made all the sense in what the father gave us in the beginning the dominion you know if yeshua wanted money a fish gave him money um Yeshua healed you know sickness was nothing to him casting out demons was nothing to him all he had to do was speak it was the authority that the father gave him and he said that you know his ministry the father gave him miracles and uh what was the other one miracles and something else I can't even think of it right now but the father gave that to him for his ministry and it's the same thing for us as believers we all have a ministry it doesn't have to be in a pulpit I'll tell you in a minute that you know I'm not called to the pulpit my, my ministry right now is reaching out to people. Um, and it doesn't have anything, you know, to do with how well you can preach, how well you can speak and, and all of that is winning of souls is really, well, really, you know, we don't draw anybody. The Holy Spirit is the one that draws people. Um, but the Holy Spirit uses us. And so you don't have to have, you know, the, um, the best speech or, or this or that, you're not here to compare yourself to someone else. You're here to compare yourself to the word. And even Sheol called Paul, who said, you know, when he spoke with certain uh, believers, he said he didn't speak. Um, what, what should I say? I can't even quote the scripture. Uh, he didn't speak with, you know, such such words. Such, I guess you would say such big words like he kind of made the message simple for him. And that's what it takes. A lot of people. Some people have not been introduced to you know scripture their entire life you have those who were their entire life that all they knew was you know what the world had to offer they they never heard of the kingdom message they probably heard of religion but they've never heard of the kingdom message and so a lot of times you have to break it down for me and it, if a teacher can't explain something um this is really true i can't remember who said this either but if, if you can't explain to somebody then you don't really know it Albert Albert Einstein said that that uh, if you can't explain something into the simplest terms to where you can get it to someone else, uh, then you truly don't understand it. Uh, that's not the exact quote, but I think it came from Albert Einstein. Yeah, but that's all. But you said my four, man, and um, you're definitely right, especially on this stuff. You know, when we were growing up in um. In church and stuff like that they would you know if, if they saw somebody with any type of gift or something like that they they just want to hurry up and throw you into being a pastor you know oh, he go teach he could be a pastor either that or a singer 
And it's just like, man, there's so much more stuff that can be done. So much more stuff that the body needs. Uh, and besides just, and I'm not trying to, you know, diss pastors or diss singers and stuff like that. But, I mean, my goodness, like, it's, it's billions of people on earth and you only, like, in one or two categories. Like, no, it's way more than that. Because um, I'm like you, you know, I, I could tell you, you know, I... Being caught into a pool pit, people try to put that stuff on me. I'm like, look, I'm cool. <laughs> Elohim told me to get no pool pit yet. I ain't in the rush to get no pool pit. You know, because I understand how serious it is when it comes to dealing with Elohim's people. That's why Moshiach, um, he was stopped from seeing the promised land because he didn't represent who Elohim was in front of the people. He didn't keep that integrity in front of the people. And um, Elohim, you know, and, you know, the scripture goes on to talk about uh, wolves and sheep's clothing and how they go come amongst the people and do this and that. And we see all throughout the uh, Old Testament, well, I should say uh, the Tanakh, you know, forgive me, Pastor. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how Elohim dealt with people who messed with his people, Pharaoh, you know, all of them, they got dealt with, <clears throat> excuse me, dealt with, so... You know, I'm I'm not I'm not in a rush. You know, the more you learn, the more you figure out that you don't know. You know, with the 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 teaching that we're getting right now, I don't know about you, DJ, but it, every time I I hear a sermon, it makes me realize I don't know a lot, and there's so much more that I need to go know. Uh, even though you know I might have more than the typical religious person with the same religious teaching, it's uh I might have more than they have. So, you know, we we. I say this all the time, you know, we need to make sure that we're great ambassadors. Go and study the word. Go seek it diligently so Elohim can, you know, people do the same thing. You know, you in school and stuff like that in college, you'll go and cram for a test. You'll go, cram, you know, uh, sit down, meditate on it, think about it, to try to learn all this science, math, English, and all this other stuff. But, you know, when it comes to the word, people barely pick up the book to know anything past John 3.16. But, uh... Yeah, so, you know, go sit down, study, meditate. You know, the Holy Spirit is here for a reason, and a lot of people really don't, you know, uh, depend on the Holy Spirit. They like to depend on other people, you know, pastors, prophets, and stuff like that for to give them the messages that they need when um, the Scripture tells us that, you know, the Holy Spirit is in everyone right now, uh, letting you know all the things that you should know. Um, so, you know, there's no need to be chased not to no prophet, no teacher. Uh, this and they're not saying that they're not necessary, you know, they, they are here in the body for a reason, but we have to learn how to use the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of us, you know, to get this vision and uh, stuff that we, you know, that we both have now, you know, Pastor, he taught us about vision, and he taught us why it's necessary, he taught us where it came from, he taught us why Elohim put it into us, but at the end of the day, when it came to figure out exactly what that was, you had to go spend some time with the Holy Spirit yourself to figure that out. Wasn't nobody going to sit there and tell you, you know, everybody had to go figure that out on their own, especially for fathers. You know, I mean, you know, Elohim put you in the presence first before he gave you a job, before he gave you a wife, especially a wife. The enemy got stuff so out of order nowadays. It just seemed by the time kids turn eight, they don't know nothing except they trying to go find them a quick girlfriend or boyfriend way out of order. But that ain't nothing but the enemy trying to make the world in his own image and his own likeness, you know, just trying to take Elohim stuff and pervert it, you know. Um, man, like, 
it's so much that could be said about that. But the last thing I will say is we need to actually go and study Genesis. I remember all the time when we, when I first started coming to the ministry, it seemed like pastor would teach every sermon for like months. It all come from Genesis. And, you know, you'd want to sit there and just be like, why in the world does this man keep, you know, a uh, bare sheet? Let me say that, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he kept teaching from it. I'm like, why does he keep coming from bare sheet? But you have to understand, like, if you don't, it's like people always say, if you don't know your history, you're doing repeated. If you can go and understand Genesis and get the foundation of Bereshit, then you will be able to understand a lot of what the enemy is out here trying to do, a lot of uh, how he's gotten us off and where we should be. What's your role as a man and a woman? What's our role as born-again believers in general? You know, all that, you can get that from Bereshit Genesis. So, uh, yeah, we need to be going out here and study because it's I'm, it's enough of this religious mess, you know, just all these quotes and sayings and and just just nonsense that people be saying, but can't teach you nothing. You know, oh, well, you know, the Lord here provide, you know, enough of that. You, you've been saying the Lord will provide for me and I'm looking at you and you ain't had nothing for years. So I, apparently what you talking about ain't working. You know, it, it's time to go get these kingdom concepts, get this this true kingdom message for real. So that's all. No, it's good. And I used to think the same thing. Like this man spending all this time embarrassing Genesis, and I'm like, there's other scriptures in the Bible I don't understand. But now I am at the point where I understand because you have to go back to the original. You have to go back to the precept. You have to get an understanding of why it happened because in uh traditional churches you'll see that many people just quote a scripture and just just run with it uh i remember um one pastor teaching about uh it's in the book of joshua talks about good success and he went on to talk about good success how to have good success but i'm like thinking about it now i'm like success is not what um we see it as in the kingdom success in the world is basically a lot of money if you want me to be that blunt, um, but in the kingdom, success is so much more success in the kingdom. You fulfill your purpose. You have a relationship with the father. You have um, you're working in your ministry. You're working, um, you know, you in your marriage, you have a successful marriage. Your children are abiding to the teaching that you're giving them. You it, It's so much when it comes to the kingdom. Um, then it is different from the world. In the world, it, it don't matter how many kids you got, how many marriages you done failed, and how many people lied you done messed up. As long as you got money and you able to entertain them or you able to show them how to make money, I guess, with a business, then they grateful for you. They they happy that you alive. And then, you know, don't know on the side, beating women, that you uh, doing all this type of mess. But as long as you're doing that, the world is happy. And that's what is so misleading about some uh i guess you would say sermons is that people aren't really defining terms that's why we go back to the original language the hebrew to understand what it is that was originally said because there are so many ways to get misconceptions by the hands of the translators so uh it, it that i mean that's just another way of going back to the original we go back to the original book um Bereshit genesis which really means, you know, the beginning. And then we go back to the original language. We do all this to get a, a, a precept, the father's precept, so that we can run everything and filter everything through the kingdom concepts. Because we understand that it's, it's about a king, his territory, and his laws. 
and that we are the kingdom citizens. If we live a part of his kingdom, then we have to abide by what he has for us. And what was, as Octavian said, if he, if he, he's also our creator. And the way we think about things today, you know, we have uh, products, and you manufacture a product. What's the original design of a product? So once we get these things down in, uh, Dr. Larry said it yesterday, he was, um, he was basically saying, once you are able to filter everything through the kingdom concepts, scripture is not hard to understand. And that is so true because you won't sit there and have to question everything because we had a question about the, um, the food, you know, is it wrong to eat meat or pork? And I let Octavian have this one. You know, that whole thing when it comes to eating different foods and stuff like that, you know, when you go and study and stuff about it, there's, there's you know, a lot of people like to take, you know, two scriptures. Well, I saw someone actually say this today that, uh, you know, the law of Moses said that eating pork uh, is unclean. And then they'll just take another uh, scripture like Yeshua saying the law of Moses hadn't, you know, passed away. So y'all shouldn't still be eating pork. But if you continue reading, there's so many uh, different scriptures that seem to contradict that, uh, you know, where you have um, Sheol, who is Paul telling the people that, you know, it's not what well, Yeshua told people that it's not what goes into a man that makes him unclean, but what comes out of a man. And then you have scriptures where Sheol is basically telling people that, you know, y'all shouldn't be worried um, too much about what you're eating. And then you even have Kepha. Uh, having a vision in the book of uh, Acts to where he had a vision uh, when he fell asleep and Elohim presented in front of him a whole bunch of different uh, animals uh, and he told him to eat. But Kepha told him, he was like, no, Lord, I'm not going to eat that. I, I don't eat anything unclean or defiled. And uh, Elohim told him, he was like, how can you call something unclean or defiled that I made when everything I make is good? You know, so that whole um, thing is, is basically letting us know that there's a contradiction. One thing is basically saying, okay, when he served the nation of um, Israel, that they shouldn't eat it. But then when you get over here, uh, when you look at these scriptures, it's basically saying it doesn't matter what you eat. It's about, you know, what you let come into your heart. Because, see, that's what Elohim's after. That's why he told them, you know, it's about me coming back and putting my spirit in you so that you can keep you know, my laws and commands, or it's about me changing your heart, you know, uh, getting you back into that right nature, putting you back into your right position. And once we get kingdom concepts and we understand that all this stuff isn't about food, all this stuff isn't about none of this physical stuff. People want to, you know, argue about baptism and all that other stuff. Y'all keep arguing about this physical stuff. That's why people really get on, um, or one gripe I have when it comes to these Hebrew Israelites and stuff like that. Y'all talk so much stuff about this law, but y'all don't talk about, you know, you, I've heard so many teachings from them, but don't none of them talk about the Holy Spirit. Don't none of them ever talk about, you know, when they got born again. Don't none of, don't none of them ever talk about, you know, um, getting back in our right position and from when we fell in the beginning and getting the Holy Spirit back on the inside of us so that we can uh, govern this, uh, dominate this earth back in the right position and that we was in the beginning because when we fail it says that man can only seek their own desires and you know that's why the scripture lets us know that he said he put his spirit back in us so that we can follow his commands 
So all this stuff, it really doesn't have anything to do with this physical stuff. When they were coming out of Egypt, they were living, uh, they were, it's just like, you know, a lot of people in America, they were used to American's culture. America's, uh, they were, well, they were used to Egypt's culture, Egypt's way of doing things, their behavior patterns, their this, their there, so much to, to the point to where Elohim set them free and got them out of bondage. They were still yet saying like, man, you know, I want to go back. I want to go back. At least we had this there. At least we had that there. I mean, so used to being in slavery and bondage, they were just used to it. So Elohim had to take them out of that and he had to transform them from going into being in that culture of Egypt to being in this new culture that he was going to make with them and this new nation that he was going to make with them. So he set all these guidelines and, and laws and this and that so they could be separate from them people. You know, it, it, it wasn't about, you know, oh, this is literally unclean from your body. No, it wasn't. Elohim literally made it. He told Noah uh, not too long uh, before that that he could eat all the animals and stuff like that. So what's, you know, it, it's, it's so many of these, you know, seeming like contradictions. And that's because people just don't go and they don't have a kingdom way of doing things. It, it, it's really sad that Yeshua came out and said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is here. And he taught so much about the kingdom. He taught so much about kingdom and nobody's talking about kingdom. Nobody wants kingdom concepts, this and this and this. So if you, if you could get these kingdom concepts in you and just understand that he gave them those rules so that they could come out and be separate. They could be a separate nation to be a pattern to other people. You know, it wasn't it wasn't about, you know, if you literally eat something, then that literally makes you unclean when Elohim is more worried about your spirit. Yes, he's worried about your physical, too. But all that was to just get them back into spiritually a right position. So that's what I have to say on that. Right. That's what I got to say. <laughs> um, but I mean, you're right, man, because it is so much of you know, misconception things that have been passed down through uh, religion. And one thing I really want to hit that we really need to talk about is change, you know, Uh, because I know one thing that you and I both had to do coming from a Kojic background is that we had to drop things that, you know, we were kind of taught being in Kojic. And we had to basically come into the, the knowledge of the kingdom mandate. And one thing that we were taught being cultural Christians, which many Kojic people are, is that, you know, we accepted Christmas. And I'm speaking on it now because it's, it's one of the, well, it's the number one lucrative holiday for all businesses. Um, and people are just so nice and so friendly around Christmas. You get time off, everybody go in debt, and it's nowhere in Scripture. And as believers, many, many of us, I shouldn't say us, many believers still celebrate it. And they say it's for Christ and, you know, it's his birthday, which that isn't true either. Um, but at some point, when do Pete, when are you going to make the change? We talked about some into the father's will, his plan. We talked about the kingdom mandate. Christmas was never a part of his plan. It was something that man came up with. That's almost like me saying today, I'm going to say today is all about uh, about Jesus, you know, being, uh, you know, today's going to be the day that I recognize Jesus for his Sermon on the Mount. 
something like that. But I mean, that was nothing instituted by the father. That was instituted by me. This is just an analogy. So for us to do something like that or for us to keep those traditions, then we're going against what the father established in the beginning. And what he established in the beginning were the feast days. And those days, they didn't disappear with the blood covenant. They're still here. It's just that through uh, the Emperor Constantine and his laws um, and the religion that he created then, which was a Christian that was passed down through the Catholic Church, because, excuse me, many churches today are derived from Catholic churches. Uh, they keep it. They keep Christmas, which was the winter uh, solstice, I believe. And today they worship the uh, sun god. Um, but that's not the case for kingdom citizens because we understand that this was never the father's plan. And when it comes to, you know, you taking stuff away from the kids and, you know, you're doing all this, like, I'm not looking to fulfill pleasing my kids. I'm looking to please the father. And when I, once I teach my kids, they'll understand why we don't celebrate Christmas. And uh, because well, the whole point of me saying this was that, you know, many believers need to change. They need to change on their way of thinking because it's such a thinking that, you know, we talk about being separate and not doing what people want to do because we, we bring up the major sins of adultery, uh, lying and different things like that. But we never want to address um, you know, the ch changes in scripture. I think it's because many believers don't study history. And that was actually one of the things that the father actually told me when I got, when I was first born again was, you know, read the word and study history. And once I started studying history, I started seeing these things. And like, man, this stuff wasn't created by, you know, the Holy Spirit. This was something that man did. And now we see how man is, is taking advantage of it and using it for his own, for profit. So anything that's really commercialized like that, you have to be weary. Of, I shouldn't say weary. You have to be cautious of it. So that's my thing is just we, we really need to change the way we think, think and go through a changing process of what the father, father wants based on what tradition has taught us. What really kills me about uh, the holidays, I've, I've had someone to tell me before that, you know, uh, oh, it doesn't matter if it's not Yeshua's birthday. We just all came together and chose a day. And as long as we're doing it for, uh, you know, Elohim, then, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, there is so many uh, scripture when Elohim was bringing people, bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, when he was telling them, when you go here to these certain places, don't do what they do. Don't act how they act. Don't walk like they walk. Don't talk like they talk. And, you know, he even told the men, don't mess with their women either because they're going to mess around and have you out here worshiping other gods and stuff like that. And that's what happened to uh, uh, Solomon. Uh, you know, he messed around and, you know, countless women. And the next thing, you know, he was, you know, doing stuff for other gods, worshiping other gods. But, you know, they kill me when they say that, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. We can just make a day and do this and do that. And, you know, my mind immediately just goes back to uh, Bereshit when he made the, the stars and the moons and stuff like that, the sun and the moon. And he said there'll be for signs and seasons. And we know there were... Um, seasons is the hebrew word more deeds which means divine appointed times so um i guess this could be a quick kingdom lesson the the holidays that america has today were set up and sanctioned by the american government it wasn't by the people y'all didn't make no holidays if it <laughs> 
you know, if the government didn't come and say, okay, y'all can do this, y'all wouldn't be doing this. Or it, or at the bare minimum, it wouldn't been sanctioned by the government as, as no national holiday and stuff like that. You yet still be at work, come whatever day you talking about. It wouldn't be no celebrating. So, <clears throat> first of all, they have to be mandated by the government that you're under. So then, if we go back to bare sheet, you will see that it says that Elohim has already set up divine appointed times uh, for us to celebrate. And those three main ones that we see are uh, unleavened bread, uh, Shavuot, and Sukkot. Yeah, yeah, right. So those are the major three ones that he set up way before the law, uh, the law of Moses. So when people talk about, you know, uh, oh, you know, that that's all that's under the law. No, he he set these defined appointed times. You know, that that's all the way back in Bereshit, just like uh, the Shabbat. That word for rest, when it says he rested on the seventh day, that was the word. That was the Hebrew word Shabbat. He he set up the Shabbat right then and there. So it kills me when people be like, "Oh well, you know, we can just set up and do some stuff, whatever." How know where you gonna say you can make up some stuff to do? You ain't doing what your government told you to do in the first place. Like you know, you see what I'm saying? Like y'all don't have the power to be talking about you go make something that got something to do with your king. No, the king makes up the stuff that he says is going to be dealing with him. Now, if y'all want to go and do some other stuff, like, hey, this is the day me and our kids, you know, we go out and we just, you know, have fun to do. Fine. Ain't got nothing to do with Elohim. But when you got stuff that you're saying that you're making this up for the king, you need to go make sure that's cool with the king. And if we go read in scripture, none of this holiday stuff y'all talking about did Elohim ever ordain. He basically told you don't do it. You know, so that that kills me. People just think they can just come up and make something. Oh, well, you know, we said we're going to make the uh, the thing to celebrate his birthday. Well, he never told you to celebrate his birthday. So. Right. Again. <laughs> and I, I just really want to get out, that out there because I know that I don't know when this goes live, if it's going to be uh, before or after Christmas. Um. But that's just something that, you know, others need to hear. And like I say, I won't condemn a, um, you know, somebody who's confessing to be a Christian for celebrating Christmas. I'm not here to, to shun you out, say you're going to hell, any of that. What I'm here to do is enlighten you, tell you, because I think that's another problem is that many people may not have even heard this, that Christmas is a pagan holiday. I used to hear it all the time growing up. My mother would tell me, but my mother never put it into practice. Um, what basically what she was telling me. So we always did celebrate Christmas when I was growing up. Um, but that's just the thing is like even with my family, like I go around my family during Christmas. Like if any of them ever asked me, I, I have a, a couple of them who who saw me this past Thanksgiving. I mean, we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving either because you know that was really just a massacre. Um, but one thing that uh, when I, I go to be around my family, but I, when I went around my family, I had a co- I've had several of them tell me, you know, I, you know, I see you, um, or there's someone to say, you know, I really look up to you, and you know, I heard somebody else say, you know, you and your wife are really inspiration to me, and hearing all that, like I understand that my lifestyle is actually being seen by them, and if they see what I'm doing, then, you know, if any one of them eventually, you know, ask me about you know why i don't celebrate christmas why i don't do this or why i don't do that i'd be happy to explain it to them and then that way they can receive the knowledge and live in truth or live in the light 
And that's what it is. It's not because what many I know Jehovah Witnesses do and many uh, even Hebrew Israelites do this. Once they get into that religion, they are only uh, and even some what do, what do they call them? Even some multi-level marketing um, people, they <laughs> they do the same thing. I think some of those are cults, but they uh, only associate with people who are in those groups or who are in those religions. And I'm like, the father never wanted us to be separate. Like Yeshua was out in the town speaking to the common people. They love to hear him. You know, the Jews would, or I should say the religious leaders and the Pharisees, the ones that really rejected him. So uh, we don't say it to, uh, to, you know, to tell people that to spread hate. We do it to spread um, basically correction, to spread love. Because, you know, Trisha talks about if you don't... Um, the one who uh, corrects you basically loves you. And that because, you know, they don't want to see you suffer. They don't want to see you go through any harm. Because if I see my daughter doing something that is going to cause her harm, the first thing I want to do is say, hey, no, you know, don't do that. So that's all we're trying to get across. But I tell you, did you have anything else that you want to add? Or bring up another yeah, topic. I basically say, you know, all this is is definitely not coming from a place of malice or or you know anger and stuff like that. Also, well, anger is not necessarily a bad thing. It's what you you know what it, well one where that anger stems from and two how you directing it and how you using it. But you know, all this is coming from a place of just you know as men, you know, and that's just that's all another topic of you know people having a lack of fathers, so they don't know how fathers you know do things. You know when people hear you kind of raising your voice or speaking with a certain tone they think you're trying to be you know mean or you know attack them and stuff like that no it's just another form of passion you know when people speak with passion all the time you don't you know talk with an inside voice but all of it's not coming from a place of malice you know we really want people to get this and you know it makes you talk with you know uh, a certain tone because you know it's been so long of you know people accepting other things and you know just so much other stuff happened to the point to where people think you're weird just because if you don't do it. But uh, we're just saying all this because we just want people to know the truth. You know, it, it's enough of uh, living in lies or living in darkness or just accepting what everyone else is doing it just because, you know, everyone else is doing it. You know, we want to, you know, help you come to a place to where you can, you know, elaborate things for yourself. And, you know, get to know Yeshua for yourself and see that a lot of this religion stuff that's going on is all just a sham. You know, all just a, a, a game of the enemy that's been played all this time. So, uh, I, you know, the green with Derek that, you know, we just really want to help you guys get this. Um, so we don't want anybody to take offense. But, I mean, if you take offense to truth, I mean, ain't nobody going to stop saying That's on you. <laughs> Yeah, basically, in a nutshell. Yeah, man, it's a lot because, you know, when speaking to people, it's so easy for people to get offended. And we know that um, trying to win an offended person over is is trying to, uh, is easier done than what, uh, defeating a strong city. Is that right? Um, Yep, that's the scripture. Yeah. And we're like i said we're all here to work together because by the, I, I think i said this in the last podcast like talking to octavian i don't one thing that i really struggle with as a born again believer i i grew up 
um, playing basketball, playing video games, but I was very competitive. And one thing I had to see as being a believer, you know, it's not about competing against one another. Who's who knows the word better? Who's uh, more verse here? Who's um, more knowledgeable here? I mean, we are here to work together to help one another. Like, like I say, Octavian, another one of our brothers that we, or one of my brothers that I've had that we've had on here, with Demetrius. Man, talking to them is is great because it's iron sharpening iron. I talked to Octavian, like I say many times, he's helped me, and I've talked to Demetrius. It's the same thing. Not even just the things that they go go through, but just the knowledge, the wisdom, just hearing how they've overcome circumstances. I'm like, man, if they can do it, you know, that's an inspiration to me. I can do the same thing. And that's really what I want to see, you know, for everybody. I, I tell Octavian all the time, but I also tell other people, I want to see everybody thrive. And it's not for me, and I had to get over this, it's not for me to to save anybody. Yeshua has all, you know, we're saved by in his blood, you know, being born again. But it's just that we have to see how important we are in the kingdom. Because one thing that Satan, or I should say the old serpent would do, he'll trick you. Have you feeling like, you know, you're a nobody and uh, you know, the only time that you have value is when you're better than somebody else. But that's not the way of the kingdom. It's not at all. You know, we're all in this uh, together. Uh, united people coming together for one common goal. Nobody's greater than the other one. Uh, people might be at a more, you know, mature level than another person, but that mature person should want that person to get to where they are and above and beyond so that we can get this goal accomplished. Because I don't know about y'all, but, you know, I, you know, to, to have the kingdom come back here on the earth and have Yeshua set everything back into the place that it was in the beginning is definitely a goal I'd love to see. So, uh, yeah, I think are we out of time? I think we've been over an hour now. Okay. I don't have anything else. No, neither. I mean, we've said a lot. <laughs> we've said a lot. You know, either we go gain subscribers or lose them. So we'll see. <laughs> but um, thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. We hope you enjoyed as much as we enjoy doing this. So uh, we'll see you next time in Shalom. Shalom.